The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. We begin with a, a sad and, and distressing story, that being that the five people who were on the Titan submarine are now known to have died on that submarine in the implosion of the submersible vessel. That's according to the US Coast Guard. The discovery of debris from the sub comes as a senior official in the Navy confirmed that an, a, an existing system designed to pick up audio heard a sound consistent with an implosion. We're joined by uh, Enda Brady, London-based journalist. And in the search for this debris, what did they find? So they found five separate pieces of debris from the Titan and the US Navy also picked up what they now believe was the sound of the implosion. So there's so much noise in the seabed. I mean, look, we've been listening to all these submarine experts over the last uh, three, four days of the search. Basically, they found the debris and it was located about 500 metres away from the bow of the Titanic. So as much as there was a massive search operation above the surface in case the submersible had come up and they couldn't get out of it, ultimately, you know, they, they've picked up that debris very, very close to the Titanic itself. Do they have any sense of at what point in the dive the implosion might have occurred or what might have triggered it? So I think if we join up the dots, we were told they lost comms with the submersible one hour, 45 minutes into the dive. And remember, it's four kilometers down to the Titanic from the surface to the seabed. At that point in the Atlantic, it is four kilometers of a drop. And they lost comms one hour, 45 minutes into the dive. So I think we can now reasonably assume that the loss of communication and the loss of navigation happened at the moment of implosion. So this would have been over. The experts I've been speaking to this morning, they've said that this would have been over in nanoseconds. And I suppose that is the one point of solace in all of this, because a lot of the analysis looked at the kind of situation that the five passengers and crew might find themselves in. And there was a lot of discussion, particularly as we knew that the oxygen supply, if they were still there, would have been running out about the awfulness of their situation. If there is solace to be found, it is that this was quick. Yes, and some of the family members who've spoken in the past few hours of of their torment, that's the one piece of consolation and solace that they're taking from this is that it, it ended in nanoseconds. I mean, look, we listened to all of the experts who were saying, that, you know, people painting a positive light on the search and rescue operation and saying that they had 96 hours of oxygen and people were hoping against hope that there would be a different outcome to this, that, you know, people were saying that they would be in very, very cold temperatures, possibly tangled in fishermen's netting or debris or wreckage from the Titanic in a very cold environment with dwindling oxygen. You know, people were looking at this as some sort of a endurance event, for want of better words, but we know ultimately now that they weren't trapped for hour on end trying to conserve oxygen, that this, it ended in nanoseconds. And have we any sense, and I realise this is very early days in any possible analysis or investigation, but have we any sense of whether or not this was the final step in a chain of problems? As in, did they find that they were unable to release ballast? Was the, the fall uncontrolled? Was there a problem with the dive? Or was it simply that the pressure, ve- press, pressure vessel gave up? All we know is that there was this catastrophic loss of pressure, which led to a sudden implosion. I think there will be multiple investigations into this. I mean, France has lost one of its most experienced divers ever, a very, very prominent Frenchman. I think the French will want to look at this. The Americans obviously will take an interest. 
And I think the Brits as well, you know, there's three British citizens have died on this and their prominent families as well. So there will be a lot of investigating being done. There will be serious questions for the company OceanGate. And it's interesting that they're one of their co-founders appeared on national radio in the UK this morning defending the development of that submersible and saying that all these experts who are chipping in with opinions now were not part of the process of all of the testing that it went through and the rigorous testing and design. Um, so I think there will be many, many questions about everything that has happened here. There were obviously some uh, two major differences in the component parts of the submarine. One was the end cone itself, which was non-pressurised and was the first element that was found. The other was the pressure vessel itself. One assumes, Ender, that when they say debris field, the likelihood of any significant debris, any large pieces being recoverable, is relatively small. Do they even want to recover the debris? I don't think they will recover debris at this stage. I think from what we've been hearing, if they recover debris, the logical next step is that they will recover human remains. And I think at this stage, there's no appetite to do that. So I think you will see the search operation scale back dramatically now. And in the next 24 hours, all the vessels who came to help will will sail back to where they came from. Obviously, up to this point, the search and rescue and the official... Um focus has been on finding the people and hopefully trying to find them alive. Likewise, a lot of the international attention has been on the search for the people. I assume now that focus will shift to culpability and to the appropriateness of this kind of tourism. Yes, I think a few points here. I think my personal view is that this should be the end of this kind of tourism now. I mean, it's a pretty mawkish kind of occupation unless you're doing historical analysis or scientific research you know to go and gawk at where hundreds of people died a terrible death a century ago i mean it's a pretty mawkish kind of thing to do i think serious questions will be asked about the company the safety measures and it's been really interesting i mean some of the people who've raised questions about safety and security of that submersible we saw one british multimillionaire the other day who came out and said that he had paid the deposit and then asked for his money back after studying the vessel. He just got a bad vibe from what he was seeing. So, and he's not the only one. There have been many, many questions raised about the safety of the submersible and people just didn't really like what they were seeing. I think the saddest thing for me today, honestly, is reading the transcript of the interview with the young boy's aunt. So, Suleiman Dawood, who was only 19 years of age, He apparently only went on that trip as a Father's Day present for his dad, basically a bonding experience with his dad. Shazada Dawood, his father, the British-Pakistani multimillionaire, apparently he has been obsessed with Titanic all his life. And his sister has just pointed out that he has now ended up as part of its story in a terrible way. And she said that the boy, Suleiman, he'd only gone along to please his dad and he was terrified about doing it. Ender Brady, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.